You're listening to the official Dietitian Connection podcast. This podcast gives you access to the most successful and influential experts in the dietetic profession. This podcast will inspire you, it will challenge you, and it will empower you to become a nutrition leader and realize your dreams. Hello, I'm here today with Heather Neal from RD uh, from Diet uh, Dietitian Headquarters. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, Dietitian HQ. HQ. Okay, Heather has uh, just done some rebranding with her name, which we can talk about today. And I'm excited to hear more about her contribution in the field in America and how she helps many dietitians, both in America and abroad. So can you tell us a little bit about um, where you're based and uh, I guess how long you've been a dietitian for? Sure. Well, thank you for having me, first of all. Um, I am I'm based out of North Carolina, um, but I run an online business. Um, so I have a really broad reach and enjoy working with people outside of North Carolina. Um, and I have been running an online business um, for about 10 years now. And um, I've been a dietitian for, I guess... 11 or 12. Great. That's, that's awesome. So tell us a little bit about your, um, your, I guess your background with clinical and then we'll get a little bit more into your online business, but tell us about your clinical work with inflammatory illnesses like IBS, migraines, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, uh, or is, is, um, eczema. Sure. Um, well, most of my work is with infants, uh, with food sensitivity based illnesses, um, like FPIs, MSP, MSPI, reflux, eczema, um, and especially breastfed infants. And because they're breastfeeding, a lot of the diet changes come back to mom. Um, and the more we look at mom, more often or not, she has some form of chronic inflammation or gut damage going on as well. So I started working with women, um, you know, and men too. Um, but mostly women that have these frustrating ailments that the doctors tend to brush off, like the IBS, migraines, fibromyalgia, and different autoimmune conditions. You know, and I really love working with them and taking an, an integrative approach and looking at the bigger picture of why people feel the way they do and what we can do holistically to improve that. Amazing. And with this experience, what brought you into that line of work? Was that a passion of yours or is that something that you kind of fell into with clinical? No, it's definitely something that I stumbled into um, from personal experience. I actually okay. originally I originally trained to be a sports dietitian, um, but uh, my my oldest son is six and a half now. So about you know about six and a half years ago, um, when he was born, he was he was born premature and he was colicky, had terrible reflux. Um, he he didn't sleep. I mean, he didn't sleep more than 30 minutes at a time for almost the first year of his life. Wow. Um, you know, had asthma, failure, failure to thrive. And it's just one of those situations where, you know, something is wrong, but you can't figure out what. And so we just went through this very long, frustrating journey of trying to make him feel better. Um, and it ended up being largely food sensitivity based. Um, okay. Starting at first, we thought it was MSPI, um, which is a, a milk soy protein intolerance. Um, and then as we continued digging deeper and kind of experimenting, really, um, we learned that it was FPIs, which is a food protein induced enterocolitis, um, you know, where they, they, it's mostly infants and young children are having these reactions to food proteins. Um, and so by removing them, you're able to 
you know, make them feel so much better and stop these reactions. Um, so his reflux went away. His, um, he would, he would vomit after certain meals, you know, those that went away. Um, his asthma has healed. Um, he started sleeping and he's just overall thriving now. Um, so that was just a very, very difficult time, you know, as a new mom here, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I can't be a mom. I'm doing something wrong. When really it came back to his diet um, and some environmental factors. And honestly, I was, um, I guess we struggled a long time with a diagnosis. And when I finally got one, it was kind of like, well, yeah, I know we've already figured, you know, we figured out the solution. We just didn't know what it was called or why, why it was happening. But I was very grateful that I had the knowledge and education that I did as a dietitian, um, because it made me feel very empowered that I could do something about it. Um, and just, you know, as more people heard my story, um, it was becoming very apparent that a lot of moms were going through similar things. Um, so it wasn't always to the same extent and sometimes it was much worse, but you know, it's just every time I talk to somebody, they're like, Oh, I've got a friend that is struggling. Can you please talk to them? You know, they, their baby just won't stop crying. Um, and it just kind of snowballed from there and it just turned into my line of work. Um, kind of unintentionally, just one of those examples of listening to what your audience needs and meeting those needs for them. That's great. Yeah. So that experience is, uh, it's a wonderful, like personal story and reflection. <laughs> uh, it's really nice. So with that, do you still help moms in that niche or tell us a little bit about your private practice? Is it in line with your personal experience or do you, have you expanded since then to other, um, populations? Um, well, when I started, I was working mostly, you know, focusing mostly on the infants and young kids, but it just, like I mentioned, it became very apparent that there was a lot of issues going on with moms too. Right. Um, oh, right. So I, um, mm -hmm. Well, I, so I expanded to be working with the moms as well. Um, you know, and so I guess from there it's continued to expand. And sometimes I'm working with women and and men as well, um, that don't have kids and aren't coming to me for the food sensitivity based issue, but are really looking, um, to feel better. You know, they feel crummy and they know they can feel better and they don't know why. A lot of times a doctor is just saying, eh, you know, just deal with it or this is just how it's going to be. And I, I think we can do better than that. Um, and so yeah. I, I work with the, I work with people to really, um, we say to optimize their health. And to really look big picture at all these different aspects of health and what we can do to improve that. Um, so th that, that's what a large, a large focus of my work is, um, as well. And I, I still do some work with, with athletes and, you know, kind of the everyday athlete people that are just looking to improve their performance or build strength or, or kind of different athletic physical goals there. Got it. So athletes, women and men, um, some allergies and some just like looking at the big picture, um, whole body type of, um, approach. Yes. Great. Yeah. Okay. So when it, when it, when we talk about allergy, cause that is such a popular topic, mm -hmm. uh, where can dietitians seek allergy and food sensitivity information? Do you have any like key resources? Well, sure. Well, I'd say, honestly, I'm mostly self-taught in this area, you know, just digging okay. through a lot of research and, and working with a lot of people that are going through it, you know, beginning with my own personal experience. And a lot of it has just really been experience-based. Um, but the, the certified leap therapist training is a great resource for those that want to learn more about, um, especially the non-IGE food reactions. 
Um, I also really like the book, um, food allergies and food intolerances, their complete guide to identification and treatment. And that's by Jonathan Brostaff. Um, and then also the, the F pies foundation and fair, the food allergy research and education. Um, they've been coming out with a lot of updated information lately, which is really great to see. Excellent. Yeah. And do you think that that's widely available? Those resources are widely available and commonly discussed among dietitians? Um, I would say within the allergy and food sensitivity, sensitivity circle. Yes. Um, okay. but, and, and I can't speak for every program, but I didn't get a lot of, um, training, particularly on sensitivities versus the true IgE allergies. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't get a lot of that in school, so I don't know how widely discussed that is. Um, but it is certainly becoming more and more popular. And I think it's a really great thing to be familiar with. Yeah, I, I agree. It is very popular. And I, I am, um, I've been a dietitian for five years now. This was not commonly discussed in my schooling for sure. Uh-huh. Um, but I do find it interesting because with the popularity of allergy and sensitivities, I'm, um, I don't think they have any kind of special certification, do they? Where they have, um, board certified oncology, sports nutrition, but they don't have, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think they have an allergy, do they? No, not that I'm aware of. Okay. Cause I mean, that, that would be a good next move for, from the academy at least. Oh, um, yeah, given oh, that yeah. it's so, yeah, it's such an important um, topic and in food service too, hugely popular in, in many different spaces. Oh, dietetics. yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks for sharing those, uh, great resources in your personal story with, um, helping women and, um, among other, um, client populations as well. That's really great. Anyway. A personal story is always important, right? You, uh, it's really nice to have that. It kind of resonates with your why, you know, why you're here yes. and why you're helping people. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's important to not always, always chase a personal story. Um, you know, our lives change really fast and we go through different experiences and, you know, I just, I caution people to not always be changing your business to match that per that personal time. But having some type of personal connection to what you do can make a really big difference in how you relate to and identify with your clients. And they can really feel that in the work that you do with them. Yeah, it, exactly. And like you said, the why can change, right? So, for right. example, you know, I don't have children yet, but mm-hmm. I have a great experience working with peds and infants. And right. my personal story could change after I'm a mom, right? So, yeah. so my yeah. closeness to that topic. And, and just like you said, I mean, I love working with pediatrics. It's an extremely rewarding um, experience, but that's not something that I'm as personally close with um, at the moment. Um, but I do think it's, right. it's interesting, as you said, to be really self-aware, right? So you're saying yes. that uh, you don't, you don't want to make something up or force it. You want it to be organic because you, you know, people are going to, People meaning your ideal client, they're going to really understand if, if you're being true. Right. So, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, the ebbs and flows of our lives, we're going to have different phases where we feel so close, closer or more in touch with a certain topic and, and it's, um, it's meaning. So, right. Exactly. So on the same side, you know, don't, don't feel like you're stuck in the area that you've picked, you know, if you're feeling yeah. pulled in a little bit of a different direction, it's fine to evaluate and see if maybe that's something that you need to pursue and maybe, you know, adjust and adapt a little bit. Absolutely. Evolving is so important. Mm -hmm. So 
Yeah. When I first started personally, I, as a dietitian myself, I was very interested in private practice and linking my background in fitness with nutrition. And I've definitely evolved a lot since then. And, and mm-hmm. mostly because I've had a lot of experience working one-on-one and it's, you know, helped me understand more of what I do want in the future. So yeah. I think it's important to be mindful of every stage and then also, you know, evolve and make sure that you're moving and progressing with how you feel and d- the direction that you want to go in in the future. So it just takes a lot of self-awareness. Yes, for absolutely. Absolutely. So I wanted to talk a little bit about mentorship and your personal brand with your business. I know you had said at the beginning, you've had an online business for 10 years. You've been a dietitian for or 11 years, dietitian for 10 years, if that's correct. Uh, the opposite way. I've been, I've been in business for myself for um, just over 10 years. Um, okay. And was a dietitian. I, I can't, uh, 2008, I think so. No, 2007. Yeah. So okay, for, sorry, my math is terrible. <laughs> you've been through two cycles of CDR. That's all we know. You've been, you've been improved yes, a couple of times. On, I am on my third cycle. There you go. Third cycle. That's how, that's how I remember. You're like, how many <laughs> cycles great. have I gone through? Yeah. That's yes. for, for us Americans, every five years, uh, we yes. have to keep up our credits. So, um, <laughs> that's what helps me. I, I'm not sure. I, I have to learn a little more about how continent credits work in other countries. Uh, that's yeah. on my list. Because there's some, there's there's some nuances with um with Canada and, and Australia et cetera. I know you you do um help and work with dietitians in other countries, which is wonderful. So you are global, which is great. Yes. Um. Okay. So tell us a little bit about what you think about mentorship. Maybe you can explain what mentorship means to you, and then and then kind of go deeper with with how that word or term resonates with your business. Okay, sure. I mean, I, I think it's great. Um, I think, you know, for some reason <laughs> as dietitians, and especially those that are running their own businesses, um, we tend to think that we need to go at things alone. Um, but that's just, right. it's just not true. Um, I think finding a mentor or some kind of support can not only help you grow your business faster, but, you know, help provide that connection and community in what can be, you know, sometimes an isolating endeavor. Um, so to me, mentorship means, um, just finding support, community connection, whether that's an individual mentor, um, sometimes guide or whether it's a group or a community, um, but just kind of finding some kind of connection for people that are, you know, going through the same thing as you or have already been there. Um, and somebody that you can look to for, um, you know, support questions just to have somebody be there that understands what you're doing. Yeah. Um, do you, I, I definitely agree. And I, I do think it's really important. So here at Dietitian Connection, uh, Marie, the, the owner says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Um, which is a beautiful quote. And so, yeah. So it's, it's definitely, you know, part of the, the core values of Dietitian Connection include mentorship, which I also am a huge fan of. And I do think dietitians um, need to do need to discover mentorship and embrace it a little bit more. That's my personal opinion. But I wanted to hear what you thought about it. So do you have any personal experiences with it with the concept? Um, I I've always really just had, you know, that that group support and connection, you know, especially being an online based single business owner. You know, sometimes it feels like just me. Um, you know, yeah. so reaching out to groups of other people that have been there. Um, and honestly, my, my first experiences with mentorship weren't necessarily directly dietetics related. Um, okay. 
but then have grown since then. So, um, I think other dietitians can definitely, um, you can definitely connect and collaborate a little bit more and more specifically with them, but it doesn't mean that's the only form of mentorship. Um, and I think it really depends on what your, your personal needs are. Um, maybe you just need somebody that's kind of helping you keep your life on track or you're starting a business. Maybe you just need somebody that really has that, that business sense or has done that. Um, and then maybe you do want somebody that's done the exact same thing. So, you know, in your, in your field, um, doing what you're doing. So I think there's multiple layers and, um, different ways that that mentorship can look. So yes. And you mentioned a second ago, I just wanted to, um, you said something about you had an experience that wasn't dietetic related. Could you share that or maybe give an example of, of what that's just some context for those listening? Oh, sure. I mean, for me, it was just connecting with other entrepreneurs in general. Um, okay. so sure. people that were, that were building their own businesses and kind of understood the little nuances and details and, you know, stressors and frustrations, um, things that my, you know, immediate peer group may not have understood at, that I was going through at the time. So that's really smart because, um, a lot, I would say my opinion is that a, a lot of us, um, we need to go outside of our immediate circle to find those skills. And sometimes it can be very complimentary, like you said, to ask other entrepreneurs if that's, if your business has entrepreneurial components and if your business has clinical components, you know, whatever components that your business has, you want to make sure you're finding the expert in that component to, to grow and learn. So that's really smart of you to, to say, Hey, there's, you know, a lack of or a need of something extra in this category and I'm going to go find it. Yeah. yeah that's great. So, all right. So mentorship, it's important, can be undervalued and has helped your business grow. Would you say that's a good way to sum it up? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So tell us a little bit um, along the line of mentorship. Tell us about your business coaching and um, how it started with um, how you started with your Facebook group and RD Symposium. And maybe you can explain what RD Symposium is for those who might not know who you are and what you do with that. Yeah, sure. Um, so it's the RD Entrepreneur Symposium. Excuse me. It's an online conference. Um, it's a multi-expert platform that provides training and resources to help dietitians build and grow their businesses, no matter what they look like. Um, so whether it's private practice, online business, uh, freelance writing, speaking, consulting, brand work. Um, you know, I, I honestly, I didn't plan to start it, but one day it just hit me how much easier it would have been to grow my business. You know, if, if I had these easy access, if I had easy access to resources that were specifically catered to dietitians and not trying to piece everything together on my own. Um, so, you know, we don't need to entirely reinvent the wheel every time we try to do something. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that there's not just one way to do things in business. Um, and that's why I decided to bring together a group of experts and different perspectives and not just share my own personal strategies with my business. Um, so that's how the, the RD Entrepreneur Symposium was, was first born. And now the fourth one will take place this fall. Yeah, I, I, I love it. And I think it's so amazing that you created this and a shout out to Dietitian Connection for being involved and me myself. So yes. I'm uh, featuring. 
in two different sessions, which was really exciting. And uh, I also did um, purchase it last year and I, I was able to, um, I don't know if you knew that, but I was able to yeah, see what you're yeah. all about. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's great. I, I love the idea. I love the concept. Super entrepreneurial of you. And I love the community aspect. It's actually something that I think is like incredibly important. And I love that you're not just solving your own problem or just reflecting on yourself because, you know, you're really saying, how can I add value to the community of dietitians and add some components of, um, perhaps even mentorship as well as inspiration and then action oriented topics um, to help those who have private practice or freelance, et cetera. So it's, it's just such a fantastic idea. I really have a lot of respect for you doing it. And I think it's, I'm happy to be a part of it this, this time around. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's great. Great. Really great. <laughs> and I love, I love hearing you sum it up that way. <laughs> cool. So tell us, a l- so that's the RD symposium. Right. This is the fourth, mm-hmm. um, fourth time you're, uh, it's rolling out this September. Yes. If, if I, okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, how many people, how many leaders, dietitians are involved? Meaning how many, uh, hosts do you have this time around? Um, so this time around, we have 19 different experts. Okay. Um, and that's experts, you know, right. typically around the number that, that we have. Um, uh, I think it's been every anywhere from 16 to 22 um, okay. over the course of the four. It's 19 this fall. And w- is it super stressful to put together or is it just <laughs> minutely stressful? <laughs> um, so, somewhere in between. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, and, yeah. It depends on the day you ask me. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I bet. And, and depending on your personality, which uh, most dietitians are perfectionists, um, I could definitely see that that would be uh, important and challenging. There's so many different pieces, right? So you have deadlines, due dates, tech issues, and then you want to pull together. um, You know, you're really like a program manager. And that's, you know, with 19 to 20 different people on panel, um, you were putting together a conference and it's, it's great. Uh, But I can imagine that that that's, that's a task. Yeah, I've, I've, organization I've, and all that. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And I've, I've learned and, um, grown and a, a lot of different skills in different areas, um, have come into play in order to put it together. I bet. And I bet that you've just learned more and reflected more over the last, um, four years, which I'm sure so, has been helpful. So you've, yeah, very much Great. so. And, and is this something that you want to continue? on a yearly or annual or, or something like that basis? Um, yeah, right now it's, it's biannually, it's twice a year. Um, and I do, I do hope to continue that, but, um, as with anything in business, I'll be listening to my audience. And if that's, if that's too much or not enough, you know, we'll, we'll kind of ebb and flow with what's needed. But I, I do hope that this is something that's able to continue and to continue growing and expanding and providing the resources and training that dietitians need. Excellent. Okay. So now maybe you could tell us a little bit about your Facebook group, which I am a newer member to, and I I love the resource. Can you just briefly explain what it is, the benefits, and then the title so those who are not a member can join and maybe those who are a member can get more involved? Yeah, sure. It's called the Dietitian HQ Community. Um, and it's for any nutrition entrepreneur that wants to build or grow a business. Um, you know, whether they're just thinking about getting started or they've already been at it for years. Um, and we currently have members in all areas of nutrition business. Um, you know, private practice, freelance writing, 
um, online courses, membership programs, uh, brand work, speaking, you know, everything in between. Um, and it's, yeah. it's really a great place to connect with other dietitians that are running businesses and see all the different possibilities that are out there for your, for your career. Um, you know, and plus it's, it's a place to ask questions about how to do things in your business or get support on an issue you're working through as you're going through this entrepreneur journey. Um, so kind of like we talked about earlier with mentorship, you know, if you're saying, okay, I think mentorship is great, but where do I find that? Um, this is a great place right. to, to connect with other people that really, um, are, are likely going through something similar. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. And then any tips for those who are members, but should be more active? Do you have any kind of, um, advice for them? Cause I know some people say that groups that, you know, there are a lot out there. Sometimes it's hard to keep up. Do you have any kind of general tips? I would just, I would say just diving in and not being afraid to ask specific questions. Um, sometimes we think we should already know the answers to things. So we don't ask them, but there's just, there's no reason not to. Um, that's why the community exists. Um, and then, you know, right. not waiting for a prompt or a question from an admin, just jumping in when you have a question or need support with something. Um, and I think also not being scared to be specific about what you need. Um, it, it really is a collaborative community focus. Um, we don't worry about competition, um, things like that. If you, you have a specific question in your business, then, then ask it and get the answers you need without worrying about what that means. Great. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. So wonderful benefits for being a member of the Facebook group and then also joining the RD, the biannual RD symposium. So just a, a few more questions left mm -hmm. uh, before we wrap up here. Um, I just wanted to talk about, um, okay, wait. So we talked about the benefits of the symposium, um, and why you should join or speak. Do you want, is there anything more you want to add about that? Or do you think we covered it? Um, how well, dietitian the... symposium works? I think a little bit more how how it works is you know I, I had mentioned it's it's online based it and it happens mm -hmm. over a four day period um, so we release um, a couple different master classes each day over those four days um, you know and once they've been released you can have um, on demand access to watch the tra the trainings anytime you want um, so you don't have to cram in nineteen trainings in four days. Um, you know, and you can go back and reference them. Um, um, most of them have, you know, some some actionable worksheets that go with them. And then we have a, um, in, a in addition to our, our free community group, we have a private discussion group that goes along with each symposium. So you can really connect with the speakers. You know, you can watch their their masterclass and their training and then you can ask them questions, which I think is really valuable. Um, and it just kind of mm -hmm. helps take away that frustration and overwhelm that comes with starting and growing a business. Um, you know, and, and it also provides uh, continuing education um, for RDs and, uh, you know, the entrepreneur private practice marketing space there. Um, and we, so I, I don't think we touched at all on um, benefits for the speakers too. Um you know, so it kind of it helps the speakers reach a new audience and, and a lot of them have some sort of coaching or program for dietitians and it lets people be exposed to them and kind of get a taste for their style before committing to a bigger relationship. Um, I think it can be kind of scary to invest in a coach or a program um, and it can kind of help ease that that fear a little bit. 
Um, and plus we have a, a really successful a- affiliate program where the speakers can generate revenue um, from sales. And that's been a really fun part on my end, you know, contributing to the scalable source of income for fellow dietitians. Yeah. All, all great. So, okay. We've talked about the benefits, how it works. Uh, we've discussed the Facebook group, who it's for and why you should join. Um, do you have any, anything more to add about the Facebook group or can you tell us, uh, any standout moments from being a group admin? Because that role, I'm sure, is very, uh, time intensive. <laughs> It is more than you can, than you would think, but I really do enjoy yeah. it. Um, I truly love hearing about other people's victories and their progress. I um, mean, each week we talk about the wins we've had you know, either that week or a month and reading through them just, it truly lights me up. Um, and I, I'm also really big on promoting and sharing other dietitians' businesses. And I just love watching them grow and following them on their journeys. That's great. Excellent. Okay. So that would be your standout moment, just seeing those grow. Yeah, for sure. You know, we've had people join that didn't have any kind of business and here they are, you know, even a couple months later, but longer for others, you know, and they've got these full-time businesses. Um, You know, they're making a full-time income. Maybe they've reduced their work hours or spending more time with their families. Um, And I just really love seeing these things actually come to fruition and happen in these reasonable time periods, you know, it doesn't take, you know, decades in order to build something. And it's just, it's really great seeing these actions happen. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So you already kind of mentioned that how a dietitian can get the most out of joining, which is participating in weekly wins, not being afraid to ask questions. Do you have anything else to add to that? Or do you think that pretty, pretty much sums up how to get the most out of being a member of the community? Yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up. You know, jump in when you have a question, respond to other people's comments. You know, don't be afraid to answer questions that other people have asked if you have something to contribute. Um, and I think just kind of, you know, diving in and reading through other people's experiences can really, um, help broaden your sense of what you can be doing. Definitely. Excellent. So as we wrap up here, Heather, do you have anything else to, to say or any kind of closing thoughts about our conversation or your business or any kind of final closing uh, thoughts for dietitians listening, whether they're in U.S. based or abroad. Um, I guess I would say, um, you know, if you we we work in a field that our jobs and our careers can really look however we want them to. Um, so whether you know you're clinical focused, you work for somebody else, you run your own business, um, you know, don't feel boxed in and like you have to do something because that's the way it has been before. Um, I think you should truly follow your passion, both for, you know, the specific field you're working in and the way that your career is set up. So if you want to be working for yourself um, or something that's more flexible, don't let fear hold you back and just go for it. You know, find that mentorship that we've been talking about our community um, and, and really just go for it. Excellent. I love that. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you, Heather, and I look forward to, uh, you know, being an active member of your community, uh, your RD symposium, and then just keeping in touch with all that you're doing. Thank you so much for having me. It was great talking to you.
Likewise. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dietitian Connection podcast. If you haven't already, we would love for you to check out the other episodes that we have available. We speak to trailblazers, dietitians who are doing amazing work within their practice and their businesses and also those who have really changed and advanced our profession. There's a whole library to choose from. And if you did enjoy the show, it would be so great if you could leave a review for us on iTunes and also uh, to pass this podcast on to your colleagues and friends. Thanks again for listening.